This is Season 4 of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. Today on the show, we talk about music, science, fashion, and dreams, plus news from around the world, and we'll open up the mailbag. Totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 8. Here we go. From Beethoven to Bieber. Rock and roll! To rhythm and blues. This is Totally Useless Music Information with Nick and Roy. Boy, that was kind of classy, wasn't it, huh? You know, I was tickling tickling the ivories. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not all I was tickling. <laughs> so we've heard of the Moog or Moog synthesizer. Mm. It was uh, the surname of the late Robert Moog, inventor of the legendary Moog synthesizer. It's Moog. Moog. It's Moog. But everyone Moog. has said Moog, Moog for so long, no one bothers to correct it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they said, doesn't matter. It sounds great. It's the it's named after the late Robert Moog. I forget where I was. I'm not sure if if it's I'm not sure if it's in Gainesville, Florida, where the actual first place where they were producing them was. And there's a building that says it's like embedded in the building Moog. And and I wanted to go in there, but I never went in. Pretty cool. Hey, the first song performed not just played like not played on a tape or anything like that actually performed in space okay oh was jingle bells in 1965 on board of the gemini 6 mission walter shearer and tom stafford used a harmonica and a bell to play jingle bells in 1965 it was the first song ever played in space it was out of this world (laughs) (laughs) but it would be interesting though how it would sound because there's no gravity right i wonder how it sounded first off harmonica they could have played something even cooler than that a little bluesy you know (laughs) i say jingle bells (laughs) been around the moon jingle all the way (laughs) it's a it's the jingle bell blues (laughs) hey two girls and a vegetable now it sounds it sounds really intriguing it's like a porn film it does too (laughs) but it's not two girls and a vegetable So, veteran gangster rapper Ice T, his birth name is Tracy Lauren Marrow. So, what? yeah, his actual. He's real tough. So, he's named after oh. two girls and a vegetable. Hard, man. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. All right. So, you had something with, with uh, like uh, rap music. I have hip hop. Oh, okay. Hip hop music. Get ready. I, this was a shocker to me because I was around. If you remember, we were both around during the birth of hip hop. So, but hip hop music was invented by Clive Campbell. He was a DJ and his DJ name was DJ cool here. DJ K O O L H E R E DJ cool here. 
It was invented on August 11, 1973. Whoa. Yeah. During a DJ's concert event. Okay. So they were having a bunch of DJs, and this guy probably was like, and playing music, and then he went, a hip, a hop, a hippie, a hippie, a hip hop. Da na 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 na. Da na 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 na. Been round the moon. Da na 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 na. Hey, what's your name? This crooner was born Arnold George Dorsey. He borrowed his stage name, however, from a German composer. Let's see. I wonder what part of Germany he was from. Liechtenstein. <laughs> I'm not sure. Deutschland, Deutschland. Speaking of music. There you go. German, this German composer died in 1921. Mozart? No. Really? This composer, so this is the crooner who took on this German composer's name. The composer's name, Engelbert Humperdinck. No. It was a German composer, <laughs> best known for having composed the opera Hansel and Gretel. No. Yes. He, uh, this composer was born September 1st, 1854 in Seigberg, Germany. So crooner Arnold George Dorsey, otherwise known as Engelbert Humperdinck, Took the name from the German composer. I do an Engelbert Humperdinck song, After the Loving. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after the Loving, yeah, you got to cuddle. Wow, yeah, I know. Who writes a song like that, too, After the Loving? Yeah. I mean, it's like, who cares? I'm sleeping at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I'm, if I'm still sticking around, sure. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that three minutes of work was a lot. It's exhausting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there are so little amounts of left-handed people in the world that there are very very few left-handed guitars because think about this on average 10 percent of the world's population are left-handed but out of that 10 percent there's maybe one percent or less will play the guitar so who the hell cares about left-handed people? Hey. If you own a guitar company, I know you're left-handed. Nick, yeah. do you play the guitar? No. See? Nobody cares about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I am left-handed. You're right-handed. And, you know, I think the scientific, I know we'll, we'll talk about science later, but the left side of the brain, of, co of course, controls the right side of the body. You remember that in science? Mm -hmm. And the right side of the brain controls the left side of the body, meaning lefties are in their right mind. Yes, exactly. But, you know, when I asked Nick if he played guitar, he says, I have two fenders, but they're on my car. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I drank really a lot one night. It was a fender bender. <laughs> you, I think you drank a lot tonight, the way you said that. <laughs> I drank a lot. <laughs> exactly. Da -da -da -da. Edward Van Halen. Okay. Mm -hmm. We all know uh, Ed Van Halen, right? Eddie Van Halen. All right. The late, the late great Eddie Van Halen. He had a middle name. It was Ludwig, named after composer Ludwig van Beethoven. Wow. So Van Halen's middle name is actually Ludwig, which is a Dutch version of Ludwig van Beethoven. You know, the, the uh, patented guitar uh, lick, they call him, yeah. that Eddie Van Halen did was he would play with his finger on the neck, plucking the strings as he would change the other finger and it would sound like like that like a fugue yeah. sounding thing there's a name for that it's called hammer-ons oh hammer-ons because you kind of hit the string like a hammer with your finger 
So you're hitting it very fast. Like, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> Thank you. Listen, the Mars rover. I had two space things for music. I thought that was cool. Nice. The Mars rover Curiosity played happy birthday to itself on its first year anniversary after it landed. Wow. Yes. On Mars, it played happy birthday. That makes happy birthday. The first song to be played on a on a uh, foreign planet. So it was actually the first song played on a foreign planet. Happy birthday to the Mars Curiosity Rover. <laughs> so Jingle Bells was the first uh, song um, played in space. Happy right. birthday was the first song sung in space. Uh, the first song performed. Performed, performed was, Jingle, was Bells. Jingle Bells, right. And Happy Birthday was the first song played on a foreign planet. Right. But, and, and the rover, the Mars rover, wished him itself a happy birthday. Exactly. All right. Sure. But first it said, can rover come over and play Happy Birthday? <laughs> <laughs> and what did they serve as a birthday cake? Mars bars. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Cheese. That's right. You're listening. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the moon. That's right. And speaking of cheese, you're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Wake up. And now it's time for Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy as they present Dreams. Wake up. Mm -hmm. Wake up. What? Dreams. All right, dream control. Oh. People can have what is called lucid dreams, meaning you control your dream. Do you control your dreams? Uh, I tried, but then I was told to stop it. No, I, listen, you don't need to tell this to Heidi Klum because she's in my dreams, so she knows. <laughs> She knows that I'm in control of them. Yes. I'm really good. No, but but listen, people can, and I do control my dreams a lot of times, not all the time, but sometimes I'm dreaming and, you know, I'll, you, I'll say, go down that street, you know, go down this street. And, and in the dream, you're doing what you're telling it consciously what to do in the dream. So you're giving directions in the dreams. Is that what you're doing? Basically. Mm -hmm. And Heidi Klum is very happy about that. <laughs> She loves a controlling man. Yes. If you and let me tell you something, I yeah. sleep eight hours, so it's a lot longer than reality. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, the way I, I uh, look at directions, I probably get lost in my dreams, give the wrong directions. Mm -hmm. uh, being, if you ever dream that you're being chased by a spider, it suggests that you're feeling trapped in the current situation that you're in, or maybe your relationship. You desperately want to get out of the situation, but you are afraid to stand up and confront it. Rematona hmm. is what stops us from acting out on our dreams. It paralyzes us, so to speak. And I think we spoke about it on one of the dream segments. Yeah. But what if it doesn't happen? We never got into what happens if Rematona doesn't happen. Oh. Well, that's called sleepwalking. Oh, Okay. If rematoma doesn't happen during REM sleep, 
you'll just get up and start walking around in your dream. <laughs> so you said, That's pretty neat. You go make yourself a ham sandwich. <laughs> in my case, you'll make a little schnitzel. Yeah. And open up a nice leaf from Alsh and say, Heidi, I sit down, enjoy you. Schnitzel and leave the mouse from Liechtenstein. Yeah, you're giving you're giving her directions to the kitchen to go make yourself a sandwich. As I walk into a wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be the first time. Um, mm-hmm. If you're dreaming of a blackbird, or if you see a blackbird in your dream, it signifies a lack of motivation. Yeah, I guess so. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> You're not utilizing your full potential. Why even bother? Right? No, exactly. Yeah. So you know what? It even represents jealousy, lust, and temptation. I really don't care. I really, really don't care. That's interesting, I guess. Uh, so it, it, the blackbird represents jealousy, lust, or temptation. Or temptation. That's right. No wonder nobody cares. listen to this one women dream more about rejection and exclusion you think (laughs) (laughs) men dream more about violence and weapons and Heidi Klum now (laughs) they dream about violence and weapons more okay men interact with other men in dreams twice as much as women interact with other women. So even in their dreams, women are catty, son of a... So you may ask yourself, did I just have an epic dream? What is the definition of an epic dream? Okay, do you know, have you ever had an epic dream? Amazing, right? Well, there are certain... There's certain criteria, okay, and if you follow these, this particular criteria, it this is this means that you're having an epic dream. For example, the dream brings about greater awareness to you in an unforgettable way, so you can't forget about it. Okay, number two, the dream not like a blackbird. No, not at all. <laughs> but who cares? Number two, the dream makes you look at life from a fresh new perspective. It's epic. The dream invokes strong emotions. They're extremely vivid and memorable, and the images are so provocative that you cannot stop thinking about it. Heidi Klum. There you go. And the dream... <laughs> and wait, wait. Okay, speaking of which, the dream fills you with awe as soon as you wake up. Oh, no, I want to stay asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell wants to wake up after that? <laughs> This ID Klum better send us a check. Yeah. <laughs> We're keeping her relevant. One hundred percent. Oh my yeah. god, this is crazy. Yeah, get ready for this. Yeah, more people have negative emotions while dreaming, like anger, sadness, and fear, than positive emotions like happiness and love. The study was done by a scientist who never had a date in high school, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but can you imagine that more of us dream anger and sadness and fear rather than happiness and love? So this explains, you know, the world today, I guess. I would think in the 60s, it was all about happiness, love and flowers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the summer of love. 
According to a poll about the dreams that people have, 67% of a Polish, Ameri- a Polish person? No. It's according oh. to, this is according to said a according poll. to a poll. No, 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 no. A pole dancer. According ah, to a pole dancer. Even better. Right. <laughs> God, now, now you got my attention. There you go. See? <laughs> yeah. Where's the blackbird when you really need it? Now, <laughs> according... <laughs> now you got my kill bossy, but go ahead. <laughs> according to some research by a pollster from Poland, uh, 67% of Americans have experienced deja vu in their dreams. It occurs more often in females than males. Wow. I think I've heard that before. I, <laughs> I think we're having one of those moments. According to a poll from Poland, 67% of Americans have experienced deja vu in their dreams. Wow, I'm amazed. <laughs> you know, it's also amazing listening to totally useless information with Nick and Roy. Today in the show, we talked about music, dreams, science, and fashion. It's time for the news. And now, from around the corner and around the world, this is TUI News. A mafia fugitive has been arrested in the Dominican Republic. After inadvertently tipping off police with his culinary hobby, after seven years on the run, he was tracked down on a YouTube cooking channel. No. According to Italian police. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mark Farron Claude Biart. Okay. All right, two things. Two things yes. I have to stop yes. you. Okay. okay. Yes. Number one. Yeah. The guy's a fugitive of justice. Yes. And he puts a YouTube channel up for cooking. Yeah. Number two. Yeah. Do Italian police have nothing better to do than watch <laughs> YouTube videos on cooking? They're like, look, there's a no murders today. So we're going to watch how to make the pasta today with the go oh, look is the criminal. Yeah, but let me tell you, though, it was one smart police detective who's looking at it saying, wait a minute. That looks familiar. Biart, number, by the way, he was 53 years old. He was living in the Dominican Republic for the past five years, and police say he's been keeping a low profile during his stay there. Yeah, low profile. He's on freaking YouTube doing... Uh... Yeah, but hold on. This is what he did. He carefully hid his face during the videos. In what, a bowl of pasta? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he was covering his face with the colander, right? So you couldn't really... The strainer, yeah. right? So, He's like, no, that dried sausage is hidden between two meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> so he was really careful. You get the picture, right? <laughs> he does get the picture. <laughs> so he carefully hid his face during the videos, but here's what happened. Yeah. He forgot to hide his body tattoos. Easily oh, identifiable. Okay. His tattoo gave him away. So now he's a shirtless cook. Yes. He's a shirtless cook with a battleship on his chest. Making meatballs, and he has his face blurred out. That's this right. This guy's a real. This guy's a real talented guy, isn't yeah. he? He's really he's real, bright. He's what we call a real piece of work, you know. <laughs> I want to know what he was cooking. That's right. This. <laughs> I really do. I want to know. Like, what was the recipe? I mean, was it was it something good, like for a cake that they could put a file in so he could break out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it was chicken parmesan. <laughs> I don't know. Was it really? Was I don't know. I, don't know. I, don't know I like was. chicken bomb. I love chicken bomb. It's one of my favorites. But yeah, in fact, so I'm going to make some in my sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, with Heidi Klum. 
of course. Do you have a mailbag? You said you have a mailbag? Oh, yes. Oh, you do? Okay, so if you would like to email us, okay, it's really Tell simple. Them. You Tell go to they, Nick and they Roy. They should be interested. No, they should be interested in this. They should. And this right. is what you do. It's really it's so simple, we can even do it. You go mm -hmm. to nickandroy.com and click on Contact Us, and we'll read your email. What's in the mailbag? Like, oh, my God. What's in the what? mailbag? It's, it's, like, it's like deja vu. You go to nickandroy.com, and you click on Contact Us. Yeah. 67% of Americans have experienced deja vu in their dreams. <laughs> I thought you were going to hit the music again. <laughs> well, go to nickandroy.com and you can email us. Just simply click contact us. What's in the mailbag? What's in the mailbag? Wow. I think I heard that before. No. Okay. <laughs> That's it. People, okay. Yes. Mailbag. Yeah. Now get ready for the name. Gerhardt. <laughs> okay, Gerhardt. Gerhardt is from Al Sund, A L E S U N D. Al Sund or El Sund. I don't know, and I hope I'm not butchering it, but it's, I'm going to say Al Sund, Norway. I looked it up. It is a small town in Norway. Nice. And Gerhardt writes, No, no. <laughs> Did you read it upside down? Is that what happened? <laughs> I don't even know. What what language do people in Norway speak? Finnish? Norwegian. Oh, they're Norwegian. That's yeah. right. What the hell am I talking about? Yeah, you're finished. Go on. I guess they're finished. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Will you finish the mailbag, please? Okay. So anyway, Gerhardt writes, you guys are so funny. And I learned so much. Keep up the good work. We love your show. In Norway, I have turned about 20 people on to your show in Norway, and they are faithful listeners. He writes it a little broken up, but it was very nice. He literally has gotten 20 people in Elsund, Norway, to listen to our show, and they are faithful listeners. Okay, Gerhardt, so get ready. There are 5.3 million people living in Norway. So, I mean, it's nice. Thank you very much, 20 people. But there's 5.3 million, Gerhardt. I think you could do a little better. Than mm -hmm. that. I think you so. Know, I, think, I think you can get a little more going. No, nah, we really do appreciate it. And maybe you can put in a good word for the Nobel Peace Prize, which is in Oslo, Norway. Me and Nick could really, you know, get some attention if we got a Nobel Peace Prize. We'd like that. Uh, did you know also that Norway has the world's longest road tunnel? It's 15 miles long. Wow. There's only 5.3 million people, 15 miles. That's a couple people per foot or two. So they could all stand on the road all at once. <laughs> they should They should play um, our show in the tunnel. During the ceremony for the Nobel Peace Prize. That's correct. Right. So, but can you imagine, Nick, when we started this thing some, what, three years now? Two years? A year and a half, but it feels like three. Go on. It feels like five. <laughs> no, no. Can you imagine when we started this? Yes. 
that somebody would be contacting us from Alsund, Norway, named Gerhardt, writing yeah. us about the 20 people in Norway that he turned on to listen to our show. We're in 56 countries across the world. Yeah. God knows we're probably right next to Jingle Bells and Happy Birthday. <laughs> yes. Mars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and some people do want to send us out to space. <laughs> exactly. They'd like to see us go forever. That's right. <laughs> well, we can't go forever, but uh, a reminder, once again, go to our website, nakedroy.com, and send us an email. What's in the mail? Einstein was a moron. Newton was a jerk. That's where it is. I couldn't find it. A human organ that no one knew about has been hiding in plain sight. You thought they would discover, but no, all this time it was hiding. It's called mesentery. It connects the intestine. I had that too. <laughs> mesentery. <laughs> little I got a little penicillin, and that's it. <laughs> Yeah, high school with the great years of high school. Oh yeah, so this mesentery play with somebody's mesentery. <laughs> well, well, you'd have to go digging deep because this mesentery connects the intestine to the abdomen, and is believed to perform important functions for the body, ranging from helping the heart to aiding the immune system. The good old mesentery. Oh wow! Don't mess with well, mesentery. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. See yep. now, now people, you, you're listening to the show. You, that's one of the ones that people are going to go around the mesentery. It's a new organ. Cool. Um, where are we in science? That's that's what the guy said. The guy sang. Okay. Was a moron. One of the most popular jingles that uh, our audience have told us they love that one. So that's why it was worth playing a second time. You were saying about science. Concentration. No, no, I wasn't saying that. <laughs> the great white shark <laughs> has multiple rows of teeth. Okay, we all now know that to replace teeth that fall out. But did you know that the great white shark's teeth are as strong as the strongest steel that we can make? Oh. So their teeth, why the hell they have extra rows? I mean, they're not going to break. <laughs> you know? yeah. One time... When I was in high school, when I was getting over mesentery, I kissed a girl with braces on. Yeah. That was interesting. She had metal teeth. <laughs> so I guess, note to self, um, do not become a shark dentist. You'll go out of business. Note to self. Don't French kiss the girl with braces. <laughs> <laughs> and he has the scars to prove it. Come out, come out, wherever you are. The Earth appears to have a whole new underground continent called Zealandia. The discovery is new, however. Some geologists have been arguing for its existence for many, many years. However, in 2017, a team of scientists concluded that Zealandia fulfills all the requirements to be considered a drowned continent. You want to taste, just use your tongue, right? After you use it with the uh, girl with the braces. <laughs> yes. No. Well, wrong. The only reason we taste food is because of saliva. If there was no saliva, we wouldn't taste anything. The saliva breaks down the food so the tongue receptors can read it and understand what the flavor is. Or in the case of my wife's food, just awful. 
Oh, <laughs> wow. I do it all the time, and she knows it's not true because she is a wonderful cook yeah. and the greatest person in the world, and I'm afraid of her. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, your couch must be really, really comfortable. Really comfortable. <laughs> My next one I call Bloody Hell. Lungs do more than help us breathe. A surprising discovery has found they also make blood. The organ present in mammals, as we know, is believed to produce more than 10 million platelets per hour. The lungs? The lungs produce blood. Wow. If Betelgeuse, the brightest star in the sky, is called Betelgeuse. If Betelgeuse becomes a supernova, it can explode, and it would light up our sky for more than two months straight. Now, it's like 900 million years away, but the supernova would explode with such brilliance that the light would keep shining for about two months or 60, 70 days. We would have no darkness, no nighttime, and it could happen any time because Betelgeuse is about to become a supernova. could happen in 100 years. It could happen tomorrow. It could happen in 1,000 years, but it will eventually become a supernova. I'll wait. So get some sleep now while you can. <laughs> before it's too bright that you can't. So we talked about monkeys before in the show and how they love to, to suck on their leaves to get inebriated. But monkeys and their relationship with music, great apes, including chimpanzees and orangutans, have absolutely no appreciation of music whatsoever. None. Researchers have shown that they can't tell the difference between Beethoven and Bieber. And the music is all just meaningless to them. It just sounds like whatever. They have no appreciation whatsoever for music. Wow. So they, they wow, that's interesting. Yeah. So that, like, the whole thing, music uh, calms the savage beast, is probably a lie. And of course, no, no, uh, wait, wait, this just in. I just saw the, the last piece of information here. I missed it. The only music they do appreciate are from the monkeys. <laughs> they just love that last train of clocks, though. Yeah. <laughs> Written by, um, what's his name? Um, Sweet Caroline. Oh, uh, Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. Last train to Coxville wrote like three monkeys tunes, by the way. Wow. We'll put that on the music section. Yeah. It takes 60 seconds for a cell of oxygen or carbon dioxide to make a complete trip through the body. So it makes a complete round trip through the body within a minute. So you, you get it, right? It just goes from start to finish. So if you smoke pot, it takes one minute for that to get to your brain. I said if you smoke pot, it takes one minute. Did I say that already? So what you're saying okay. to me is that it takes a minute <laughs> after I you... said if you smoke pot, right. it takes 60 seconds. Right. <laughs> 60 seconds for what? Wow, man. I know. Yeah. Like, whoa. You're listening to totally, like, radical, groovy. like, groovy, useless. The <laughs> information... <laughs> With Nick and Roy. Anybody got a puff of fish? And now for something completely useless. A connecting band of tissue such that is attaching a flexor tendon to the bone of a finger or toe is called vinculum. 
Avinculum Ooh. has actually two meanings. There's one. The other, in mathematics, the line between the two numbers in a fraction is called an vinculum. Ooh, that's a cool one, guys. Yeah. Okay, so the vinculum is the line that you make, like in half, one right. line, two on the bottom is a half. Right. That line is called a vinculum. That's correct. And the other one is it's, it's a and connecting it band of tissue that's attaching a flexor tendon to the bone of a finger or your toe. That is cool. Okay, cool one. Very good. Yep, there you go. And if you have an email you'd like to send us, we make it really easy for you because in case you smoke pot or something, we make it really easy. Not that we're suggesting that you do. www.nickandroy.com, man. Folks, www.nickandroy.com. Go on, write us. We will research this stuff. We have the tools to do this. We will come up with the answers. So coming up in season four, uh, we will have music now. So do like Beverly and go on nickandroy.com and you can be on the show as well. We'll use your name and we'll use your information and you'll be famous. That's right. And we'll track you down. Welcome to the Totally Useless Information Fashion Show. Like 20th century skirts, medieval tunic lengths moved up and down as the fashions changed. In the late Middle Ages, tunic. tunic. That's what. That's, I only see one. <laughs> how much? How much pot did you not smoke? In the. <laughs> that's right. Actually, that's when people write me an email. They write tunic. In the middle. <laughs> in the Middle Ages, tunics were very, very short, but only for those with the worthiest buttocks. Okay. In in England, in in 1463. If you're wearing short tunics, it revealed the male buttocks. They were restricted by law to the upper classes. Peasant posteriors were simply too vulgar to contemplate, let alone see. So, as restricted by law, they were these 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 short tunics. So they were for the upper class minus the C equals the ass. Right. They were for the upper asses. <laughs> Only for the worthiest buttocks. That was the criteria. Men. So who chose the worthy buttocks? I wouldn't want to be the worthy buttocks chooser. Maybe for women I would. I'd be like, okay, let's bring them in. <laughs> <laughs> now, in an interesting twist, the eunuchs didn't wear tunics. No, no. And the women with the very large dairy is like a Kardashian were called three nicks. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. During the Renaissance period, it was fashionable for women to shave off their eyebrows. Oh. Completely shaven. Nowadays, it looks like some women are smuggling caterpillars on their faces. Have you seen this? <laughs> like these real, like, bushy. In, in Russia, it's called the. It's called the unibrow. <laughs> no. You ever see, like, now the models yeah. have. I mean, I have pretty bushy eyebrows. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're just like those models, 100%. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like a, it's a chia eyebrow. Ch -ch -ch -chia. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking pictures now, selfies and selling them. And yeah, of course. Um, so bombasting was the thing. Ladies, if you stuff your bras, feel no shame. Your impulse to pad out your clothing has some historical significance. Popular during the Elizabethan era, men and women used to bombast their sleeves to create large leg of mutton arms. Okay? Leg of mutton arms. 
Men would also bombast their shirts to create a filled-out belly, a symbol of prosperity at the time. So you're in. You got the bushy eyebrows and the bulging right. belly. Exactly. My wife calls me a bombastard all the time. <laughs> yeah, wait till you show up with a shortened tunic. That'll really freak her out. There you go, because I got a good one. <laughs> That's right. His is a worthy buttock. You can make over 200 pairs of jeans out of one bale of cotton. For supermodels, maybe you can make 200 pairs of jeans out of one bale of cotton. For me, you make maybe one pair of jeans out of one bale of cotton. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that, how big a bale of cotton is that you can make 200 pairs of jeans? That's a lot of cotton. Wow. Powdered wigs... Many people will recognize the powdered wigs in the Middle Ages, but not many are familiar with their tie to syphilis. Back then, many of those in the upper and middle classes had syphilis, which produced some raunchy smells and not to mention baldness. Okay, I'm bald. I don't have syphilis, okay? For the record. You should have took care of that in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Put a little penicillin. You had hair in high school. See what happened? That's right. In, well, I told you, in high school, I was voted most likely to recede. To cover yeah. the smell, many people wore goat, horse, or human hair wigs called perukes. The wigs were powdered in scents like lavender and orange to cover the stink coming from down below. The trend... Ah, this is so bad. I can't <laughs> take this. The trend caught on when Louis XIV started wearing them. And yes, he had syphilis too. Now, uh, I'm, I'm of Italian origin. My family comes from southern Italy. And the word for wig is parukh. And as I'm doing the research for this, uh, for this uh, segment, I'm thinking perukes. That's where the dialect where my family comes from, which is southern Italy. In that dialect... That's where they got the word wig from. La peruque, as we would say, it comes from perukes. There you go. I learned something on our own show. See? So in Italy, they had loads of syphilis, too. I no, they... <laughs> so they were in a bunch of perukes. <laughs> to cover the smell, they used goat, horse, and human hair to cover. So you could, Nick, you could... don't repeat it a second time because I'm, I smoked pot and I'm stoned. <laughs> you ruined it. You killed my buzz, man. <laughs> Had the Doritos set up and everything. There you go. Not, not that we're sponsored by Doritos, a delicious treat. No. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not stoned, really. We're not. We're not. You ever see uh, Nick? Nick sometimes raps as a joke, and he says he wears his pants down and so on. Mm -hmm. So you, you see these street thugs and rappers, and Nick, of course, <clears throat> wearing their pants low down on their waist. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh -huh. Okay. Do you know how that started as a fashion statement? In L.A., in prisons, they were not allowed to have belts. So most of the time, the guys would be walking and their pants would fall down past their underwear, but not past their hips. And so they would just leave them there because they didn't care. And it became almost like a cool street cred fashion statement to wear your pants like a prisoner. I guess I don't know why you'd want to do that. You know, where I come from, you'd be like, hey. That Rhodes Scholar, he's really smart. But when you're from L.A., you're like, yo, you want to wear your pants like the prisoners? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Show your Calvin Kleins. Yeah, my God. That's right. Unless, of course, you have one of the worthiest buttocks. 
Exactly. Then you just throw on a tunic. Remember the song on Yankee Doodle Dandy, how he stuck a feather in his cap and called it macaroni. macaroni. The lyric is in reference to the young Frenchmen in the 1750s. Your favorite, the Frenchmen. Don't you love the French? Oh, yes. They're wonderful. Love their fries. <laughs> the young Frenchmen from the 1750s <laughs> took the Italian fashion to the extreme. The most notable element of macaroni fashion was a huge wig with a tiny hat with a feather on top, but it also included flashy waistcoats, bright stockings, and fancy buckled shoes. And called it macaroni. Really? I walked around with a cannelloni uh, <laughs> shell uh, in high school. Is that what you called it? The <laughs> hey, want to check out my cannelloni? Yo, <laughs> Is it cheese-filled? No, it's meat-filled. It's meat-filled stuffed manicotti. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Do you know that lipstick is the most common item found in the makeup store? You know me and Nick know nothing about cosmetics because we go to the makeup store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I go to the makeup store all the time. What's a good makeup store? Um, I It's a store that I told... This is how pathetic a way... I don't know. We're so pathetic. But usually when you get... Isn't there one called Ulta? There's one called Ulta. Not that we're sponsored by Ulta, a no. great cosmetic store. <laughs> yeah, I know. But lipstick is the number one item in the makeup store. But did you know that lipstick is made from... Get ready, ladies. This is going to change it for you. Predominantly made from fish scales. It is the number one ingredient in lipstick i hate the taste of lipstick i literally hate it for 36 years my wife does not kiss me when she's wearing lipstick it's crazy i i despise it and now i know why who the hell likes eating fish scales yeah that's why <laughs> maybe that's where the expression fish lips came from Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, fresh lips. <laughs> well, compliment when you say that to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Thank you very much. You know, it's funny. I went on go small, live large uh, dot com. Oh, yeah. Our friend Scott. Yeah. Our friend Scott. And our picture pops up. <laughs> really? <laughs> scared the hell yeah. out of me. I was like, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> That's right. And then I remembered he was on the show and then we were on his show and. Yeah. And so, yeah, so yeah, that's right. So time. so we, we are the so it was go small, live large. We are the live large part of that. That's why our picture <laughs> pops up. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for this week's episode. We really want to thank you very much for joining us. We will scour the Internet far and wide to find more useless information for you guys next time. Until then, you tell a friend about the trend. You go to nickandroy.com, contact us, you'll get on the show. Or just go to nickandroy.com and there's 70 something episodes for you to listen to. So it's really, really cool. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. <laughs>